You're listening to a Homeboy 88 production. Hi there, son. I know I brought you up knowing the city life, and I reckon you need to know everything there is to know on survival. You know, in case a nuclear warhead hits us, or a plague, or the economy collapses, heck, even a solar flare. Golly, Pa, you gonna teach me how to survive? Hell nah. I'm a busy, hard-working man. But I have this podcast thingamajig that'll teach you everything. What's it called, Pop? It's called... The Pretty Good Pepper Podcast. The Pretty Good Pepper Podcast. The Pretty Good Pepper Podcast. The Pretty Good, Pretty Good Pepper Podcast. The Pretty Good Pepper Welcome everybody to the Pretty Good Prepper Podcast. Join us next week when it's going to be really our official episode one. This is going to be a replay uh, with all the bells and whistles. Next week we're going to do on how to survive an apocalypse with Tim Tuttles Gilby and Christopher Ams. But for today, we're going to do our Christmas episode that we did back, you know, two weeks before Christmas. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I am your host, Tim, and with me is my official, official, official co-host, Homeboy88. What's happening, motherfucker? What's up, Tuttle? What's up, everybody? And uh, we're live here on Podbean, believe it or not, and this is the first time. Yeah, absolutely. We were just uh, talking about it, and sometimes just off the hip like this without having set up all the Zooms, just, you know, because it's sort of a general topic today. It's not like, you know, I have my specific lists and stuff from the related emails or anything like that, so we're just going to sort of wing it today and see what happens. All right, man. And what's the topic for today, Tim? Today's topic, since we're just under two weeks away from Christmas, I'm going to call this topic the 12 Days of Rage Miss. (laughs) (laughs) So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick six items and you're going to pick six items that would be on your uh, preparedness uh, Christmas wish list for Rage Miss. Oh, okay, cool. Can I go first? Uh, Yeah, you can go first, homeboy. (laughs) Can you take a guess? A Berkey filter. Yes. I want a Berkey water filtration system filter. Not a filter, a fucking whole, the whole thing, right? Yeah, you have the uh, charcoal filter up top, and then you mm-hmm. have the chemical canister on the bottom. Yeah. You we Basically, like I've said before, you can basically piss in it and drink the water out of it, and you'll be fine. Yeah, the people listening live, they don't know about this. This is a big item, man, to have because you all need water, okay? And if anything happens, you know, an earthquake, a fucking tornado, I don't know know where you live. You need water and you need to uh, filter it, you know, and you can get this from a lake, right, Tim? A river, uh, 
fuck, if you wanted to, a fucking pond. And you could filter it out, and it'll do the job, and you could drink it. Yeah, because the charcoal filter takes care of all the particulates and all that stuff out of it, and then they have the chemical filter that uh, filters out all pharmaceuticals and chlorines and all that good stuff, too. Like, I would say probably in, like, a worst-case Chernobyl scenario, that probably wouldn't help there, but just in general... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe even if you do that, you know, just be on the safe side, maybe give it a quick boil too afterwards, even though I don't see why, because I've literally watched people on YouTube take uh, water out of a muddy, <laughs> shit-filled fucking creek, put it through the machine, and then the guy feeds it to his wife, and uh, she says it tastes cleaner than the tap water, so. Oh, my God. Water is the number one most essential thing. For survival, and if you got no water, then there's no point in having anything because with well water, you're dead. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What's your number one? I'd like a chicken coop. A chicken, a chicken coop, really? Yeah. Our last, our last, our scenario, we were talking about chickens and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and how good they are and everything to have because eggs are a superfood, and then the proteins from the chickens and you know, stuff like that. Plus, if the world come to an end and basically there was nothing going on and you were fucking super bored, right? Mm-hmm. If you had a chicken coop, it actually, it gives you like a a meaning to your life. Like it gives you something to do. It's your purpose for the day, you know? Maintain the chickens, clean the coop, feed the chickens, harvest the eggs, you know? Stuff I like got a, that, I got right? a question. I mean, a lot of people don't know, and maybe I don't know. Yeah, I had them when I was a kid, but I didn't tend to them like you're saying. So here's my question. So uh, they lay eggs every day, right, chickens? Yes yeah, or no? female leg will lay one egg per day. One egg? Oh, okay. That's good to know. So how many chickens would you suggest to have then? Um, It depends on the size of your family. Like... We have eight to nine people living here daily. Like, it just depends on who's here that day. Like, if my son's fighting with me or if he's fighting with his mom kind of thing, you know, because he's 21 and he still hasn't got his own place. Uh-huh. I'd, I'd like to have a good six females and one male. Okay. Six but females. I'm also a little bit more prepared as well, so I wouldldn't have to be eating eggs every day. Right. So after a couple of days, you know, you can get a dozen eggs or whatever and stuff, so... They accumulate quite quickly. Because, like, say you're going to bake a cake, you need three eggs, and you harvested six that day. The next day you have nine eggs. It's like, it, it's almost like compound interest, you know? The eggs will add up and add up, right? Like, as long as you're right. totally taking them all every time and using every single one. That's right. Plus, like, as a barter item, say shit hit the fan and the whole world's fucked, and your neighbor grows good tomatoes. You got an extra half dozen eggs, you trade them a half dozen eggs, you get a half dozen tomatoes. You know what I mean? Like, it's a good bartering item because everybody should eat eggs. Hell yeah, man. I love eggs, man. I love, you know, sunny side up, scrambled, hell, hard boiled. You know what I'm saying? And I don't throw them in my fucking uh, Coca-Cola like Rocky or anything like that. But yeah, eggs are the bomb, you know? Hell yeah. Yeah. And there's a million things you can do with them. You can just fry an egg. You mm-hmm. can boil an egg. You can, if you want for a longer term type thing too, like you can get into pickling eggs too. Like you pickle an egg and you have the jar sealed, like it can sit there for a long time like that too. Extra flavor and 
Oh, and sure. The, you know, sodiums and stuff out of there from the vinegars and salts and spices and stuff too. So, and also, how long do fresh eggs, you know, out of a chicken, like not from the store or anything, how how long do they um last? Like if as you put them in you your kitchen, totally wash them. You just put them in a basket or whatever. You know, over a year, a year to eighteen months is what an egg, a natural egg, can last. So. Uh, just real quick, Tim, are you by your Wi-Fi? <laughs> Am I by my Wi-Fi? Yeah, because it's kind of cutting in and out, but oh well. Um, no, not in and out all the time, just a little bit. Um, so, yeah, so that's so you said a chicken coop. And thank you, James. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Mr. A, for joining us, by the way. And uh, Tony had a, a, a question. Salt water. Could you put salt water in the Berkey water filtration system, yes or no? What do you think? I believe you can, but I also believe that it will fuck your filters quite quickly. <laughs> the best thing to do with salt water is to uh, mm -hmm. make a still and like boil it, and uh, as the water drips out, that's pure water, and it leaves the salt behind, I believe. That's the best way to deal with salt water. Mm-hmm. I see that's not anything I really have to deal with in my area. You know what? I'll I'll look into it a little bit more and on a future episode we'll touch base on that and get a more proper answer. Yeah, I guess this motherfucker lives on an island or something. He's just thinking about salt water and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know, you know? And no, no offense, but I mean <laughs> salt water, bro. Come on, bro. <laughs> what are you on a what are you on the seven seas like Popeye, bro? You know? That's all you have around you? What is this water world, bro? Anyways, um, <laughs> I okay. did make that joke on our last episode. Kevin you know what I would have liked to have had one of these. Well, since we're on uh, the 12 gifts or whatever from Christmas on the 11th day of Christmas, you know what I want, Tim. Oh, that didn't come out right, but oh, well, I <laughs> want to fucking. <laughs> no, the mic's great, bro. Uh, I want a uh, what looks like a microphone, a big ass flashlight, bro. Like a powerful motherfucker, you know. Like if you can go into a cave and shit, and then you can, you know, you can see everything in the cave. You can see the bats up top. You can see the fucking rats. You can see hell. You can see the door that you turn and you go into another dimension. You know what I'm saying? Like in Dark from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to think too. Like a lot of uh, bigger flashlights, police will carry them as well, and security guards because. You can actually use a flashlight for self-defense as well, too, like a good-sized flashlight. Right. So a flashlight's definitely a good item because you got to see. Yeah, this one right here says Hosbell 7-watt flashlight. I don't know. Is that good? 7 watts? I, uh, I've never heard of Hosbell. that one, but it depends no. on how it's used. Like, there's different quality reflectors and stuff like that, too. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, so... Okay, what's your next one, Tim? Uh, uh, a, a yurt. Excuse me? What'd you call me? Uh, a yurt. <laughs> a yurt? Yes. Huh. A what is yurt that? is basically, it's a round tent. Hmm. And okay. structurally for wind and all kinds of stuff, that's, to me, in my opinion... The strongest of the tents is a yurt. They're round. It's basically it's a tent, and it's round. They call them yurts. That's where hippies used to live, and 
you know, stuff like that. But for size versus portability and being able to take them down, put them back up and stuff like that and longevity, you get a good quality yurt, then you're laughing because most, like, camping tents and stuff, mm-hmm. they're meant for, you know, camping. You try living in a tent for a month, you're going to end up having some serious issues. So like, the longevity just isn't there. Just so how do you quality yurt? How do you spell that? You no, Y U R T. I think. Oh okay. Cool man, a yurt. Is that what they used in Woodstock? Do you think? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those pictures. Uh-huh. If you look Go up ahead. the history of the yurts, like, you know, Genghis Khan's people lived in yurts, and, you know, you watch some of those, you know, uh, have you ever seen the movie Troy with Brad Pitt? Of course, bro. You know that scene where he's in bed with the hot naked chicks and stuff? Mm-hmm. And he's in that round tent thing that's made out of, like, bamboo with crisscrosses, and it's got, like, the material over top, and it's round? Uh-huh. That's a that's... yurt. Oh, shit. That's a yurt, huh? I'm gonna get a fucking year. Like, How about that? I'm not gonna put it in my backyard and I'm gonna tell everybody, hey, let's go in the yurt. Just because it sounds funny. But anyway, well, the purpose the purpose of the yurt is this we ever had to bug out and say like one of my couple bug out locations has been compromised and we end up having to live out in the woods, right? Right. Uh you know, you have a good quality yurt that's gonna last last time. All right. I'm going to pick to go along with the yurt. How about a thermal blanket, bro? How about that? A thermal blanket. You know, you can keep warm in your yurt because, you know, listen, everybody's in their home, nice and toasty, under the covers, right? Watching fucking Netflix and shit. Then you go to sleep and shit. Yeah, go do that outside in a fucking yurt, a tent. I don't fucking know, TP, whatever you want to call it. That fucking shit's cold, especially right now. Yeah, so man, you need like negative two where I am right now. Man, so let me ask you something. If if the shit had the fan and let's say all the houses burned down, you're in a yurt or a tent or whatever, will the thermal blanket cut it or would you need other stuff to to be out in those kind of elements? You'd probably need, like, a really good sleeping bag as well. Okay. Because a sleeping bag will actually fully encloses you and with the layers and stuff of a sleeping bag. Mm Mm-hmm. But a good way to get a nice cheap thermal blanket, because they can get expensive, is is, um, you guys have a store down there called a Harbor Freight. Yeah. Um, um, Before that, one second. uh, What's up, Furby? A Harbor Freight. Yeah, yep. you go to a harbor freight and you buy some uh, some moving blankets. Mm-hmm. They are extremely warm. They're cheaper than buying like blankets from Walmart. You know, like not that you would ever get anything good from Walmart for that kind of stuff. I'm not insulting Walmart. Fine for normal <laughs> life, whatever. But I am insulting. Try to find a nice thermal blanket like Walmart, at a man. Store it's all about Target. It's all about Target. Okay. You could go to uh, you could go to your uh, Harbor Freight and pick up a moving blanket, which is trust you me, I've used them. Very warm, and they're like twelve bucks. Mm-hmm. 
and they're durable because they've been built to have long, uh, fucking, you know, to move people, you know, like, so they're not going to be made like shit. They've taken a lot of abuse in the whole moving industry, so. Oh, that's, that's great, man. Yeah, because when you're out there in the elements, like I said, you got to stay warm. Otherwise, you're going to get sick, right? You're going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, it's bad. And hey, Eskimos do it. Other people do it. They live out in the cold. Obviously, they have their igloos, or I heard, and you're you're the expert on this, that you can uh, dig a hole, get in the hole, and what the temperature stays the same. Explain that, Tim, for everybody. Well, what it is is if you dig a hole in snow, you're it's fully insulated, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're inside of a hole, naturally your heat from your body will help warm up the space. The trick to it is, and you can't be claustrophobic, is the smaller the hole, the warmer you'll be. Because there's less area to warm up from yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, anytime you're in insulation, it doesn't matter what the insulation is, you're, you're automatically going to be warmer because you're not dealing with the wind and with the, you know, whatever and stuff, so. Hey, thank you, old man, for joining me. We're talking about today... I'll, I'll say it a couple more times, maybe, but we're talking about our Christmas wish list. Oh, that's easy for me to say. Christmas wish list <laughs> for preppers. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Tim Tuttle17, he's my partner on the RR scenario, and he's an expert about, you know, survival and prepping and everything like that. So I'm his co host, but okay, so is it your turn or my turn for our next? Uh, it's my turn. I want a new machete. <laughs> You want a new machete? Yeah. Why? I just fucking love having machetes, man. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with liking something that you want, right? Right. And a new machete, they're handy. I I, I prefer machetes over axes just because they're more universal. Like, I actually had this one video on YouTube. I used to call it Cutting Calories. Uh-huh. And I would take my Gerber machete and I would like take a big chocolate cake and I'd cut it in half and say, cutting calories. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> was funny. But yeah, just a new machete, man. I just, uh, they're handy to have and it's handy to have more than one. I got currently about five, mm-hmm. but I just, I, nothing wrong with wanting a cool toy. And for me, a cool toy yeah. is a nice shiny new machete. Yeah, five. Would you have one in the kitchen, one under your bed, one in the bathroom, one in the garage, one in your car? <laughs> the well, they're all sitting in one room right now because I'm supposed to be making videos for the Rational Rage YouTube channel. But uh, Oh, my God. But you want a six. You want number six machete. Come on, bro. Nah. Well, I'm pissed, though, because I had all this footage all done and stuff, an intro for the show. I don't know if I told you or showed you any of it, but I had like a good intro and then like a layout and my knives. Uh huh. My hard drive fell. My external hard drive where I save all my stuff that I video, mm-hmm. it's fucked. My external hard drive's fucked. My brother's trying to recover it. We can't get any information off of it, so I have to start all from scratch. So I'm kind of pissed off about it. Now let me ask you this: since we're always talking about preparedness and prepper stuff, you're saying machete is good as the next. And I'm going to ask you this because I know for a fact also that when you're living outside and everything, you're going to need to have a fire. You're going to yeah. need to chop a lot of wood constantly too. It sucks. It's a chore, right? 
Does a machete do the job like an axe would? Anything, uh, you know, the, every like if you're cutting down like a 12-inch tree, an axe is good, but mm -hmm. in a prepper scenario or whatever, you're not wanting to handle the weight of a big heavy tree like that. Like if you're stuck out in the middle of the woods, you're cutting down like four-inch trees for wood and, you know, up to oh, okay. six-inch trees for wood. So a good couple of whacks with a machete will take out a six-inch tree, no problem. Mm -hmm. You don't want the weight. It's all calories versus output type of stuff. Like, yes. if you're going to live in the woods, yes, you need your axe, you need your maul, you need everything, right? But if you're like bushcrafting out in the woods and you know you get shitty in a shitty scenario, it's always better to have a machete over an axe just because of lightweight and oh. versatility. Because you can use. A machete to cut your bread if you have to. Like you can't use a fucking axe. It's all about multi multi use too, right? Like what the hell else are you right. gonna use an axe for besides cutting wood? Yeah, and you, so you use it for bread. Do you fucking put peanut butter? You spread the peanut butter on the bread too with the machete? Come on, bro. What are you doing? Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, if you, you buy the right machete, though, I want to see that. With a small knife too. I want to see that on your YouTube. Get your machete. Get some uh, Jif, right? Not Jiffy. That never existed, okay? And fucking spread on a piece of bread with your machete. <laughs> I'll do you one better. I'll have my wife bake a loaf of homemade bread. I'll use the machete to cut the bread and make a peanut butter and jam sandwich with a machete. Um, It's my turn, right? So I, I get to choose something that yeah. I want. All right. Let's see. I think I'm going to choose, and I love radios and all that stuff. I'm going to choose, choose a solar hand crank radio with a phone charger. How about that, Tim? What do you think about that? That a good one? It's actually what was next on my list. Son of a bitch. <laughs> now, I actually, see, I, I don't like the hand crank ones because I've actually played with them. Mm -hmm. And the amount of hand cranking you got to fucking do on that thing to keep it going, it's a pain in the ass. The solar things work pretty good as long as there's sunlight. But you also got to think, like, with modern technology, lithium batteries and pretty much everything, when you have a little multi-band radio, as long as uh -huh. the battery's charged, uh -oh. you get like, uh -huh. a good amount of usage out of it. But the hand crank is a pain in the dick. Mm. Solar panels are the way to go, in my experience, and have some extra batteries. Uh, another thing to do too. And is you also your, said your thing doesn't. Oh, sorry. You also said that um, you have to get a like a real powerful solar panel, right? Don't get those ones that look like a laptop, as small as a laptop, right? Yeah, well, those ones there will charge up the little clock radios and stuff pretty good, but for running other stuff and like anything else, like your house or whatever, yeah. you know, those are too small for that type of stuff. What's the wattage? So everybody can know. Wow, for something like a hand crank or a little radio, you'd probably need at least a minimum of a 25-watt solar panel because unless the sun is at pure optimal height, your, your solar panel is properly clean. Mm -hmm. You're never outputting... If you have a 25-watt fucking solar charger, you're never getting 25 watts out of it. Mm -hmm. So I like to upsize stuff. So... For something like that, they sell the kits that are like 8 to 10 watts or whatever. Me, personally, I'd rather have a 25-watt charging something like that. 
I okay. like the upsize. Great, great, but great information, man. As and far what's as your... the radio yeah. concerned, I, I, you got to get a multi-band with the emergency weather channels on it, short wave and long wave and stuff like that too. So, Yeah, and what do you – okay, we're all new to this except you. You're an expert. <laughs> what are we turn, tuning in to? Like what's going to be out there? Like emergency broadcasting system for sure, right? They're going to have that. Um, what else? Like other people? Could you tune into other people? Well, a lot of the shortwave radio stuff, mm -hmm. you can actually pick up people's uh, CB broadcasts and stuff okay. as well. Gotcha. But with the modern ones, you have a scan feature where it'll scan through every band, every channel, it'll <laughs> pick something up, and then it'll walk on it, you know? Caps uh, says aliens that you can pick up aliens speaking to you. He said that in the chat. Mother, <laughs> mother. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you're next, bro. Which because we had the same idea, but I was next, and so I called that. So what's your next item on your Christmas wish list for preppers? A Yamaha TW200. Hmm. It's a, a what? Oh, <laughs> a Yamaha. It's uh, called a Yamaha, Yamaha. TW200. For me, it's the most quintessential motorcycle for for preparedness because it's so simple. It's been the exact same since 1986. Mm -hmm. Parts are easy to find. You can steal parts off of different bikes. There's no electronics on it. It only has a 200cc motor, so it's good on gas. Mm-hmm. But yet you can do, you know, like if somebody chases you, you're still going to be able to hit 55 miles an hour. You know what uh, I mean? Say, so, say it again. You you cut out. I said uh, even though they're only a 200cc, they're good on gas, but you can still hit 55 miles per hour on it, no problem. So if somebody's trying to run after you, you're still going to outrun them. <laughs> you know, I saw the movie with Elijah Wood where the big, the it was called Deep Impact, right? And he was on a motorcycle, and he was trying to go up the mountain, and he got up there, and he survived. Yeah. You can get away from people, right? Uh, great idea, man. They use it in The Walking Dead. You know, um, that guy has a motorcycle. Uh, it's, better in the, it's better in the car, I think. You can weave in and out. You can go through narrow passages. Yeah. Good, good one, man. Uh, a motorcycle. And I never even quiet, fucking thought, thought about and that. They're quiet, like as long as you keep them quiet. You know, people don't hear them coming as easily. The range is good. Like even if you have a motorcycle and the battery dies, you can usually still just bump start it, right? So even if the battery's fucked in, you can still get it to start. So my turn. You know what I want, Tim? I know we said Berkey Walk. I want those pins. I want I want the pen where you that you could filter out the water and you could just drink from the pond. Is that how it works? I don't know. Fucking school me on that shit. You know, you know what I'm saying? Those ultraviolet pens that you can just put in the goddamn water and sip it. If I like do that, that, am I gonna get sick? You always run the risk no matter what for something to happen, but what do you what would you rather do like possibly okay. catch a stomach infection or die of dehydration 
I get what you're saying, but that that's that's just saying like if you're somewhere and you have a backpack and that's all you have, right? And you and yeah. it's like here's a river. Hey, drink, drinking just river water can fuck you up, right? That can hurt oh, your absolutely. stomach. All kinds of stomach diseases and long long term situations. Keeps life straw. You're minimizing the risk, right? Uh-huh. So it's all about minimizing the risk. But the, the the whole thing is as well is as much as possible, you want mm-hmm. to find moving water instead of standing water. Yeah. Standing water has more like bacterias and stuff in it most of the time than like a if you're hiking in the mountains and there's a stream running from the top of the mountains, the odds are that the water is going to be cleaner than like a pond next to the cow pasture at the bottom of the hill. You know what I mean? Oh, crap. Yeah. (laughs) Jeez, man. Yeah. There's so much stuff that can go into the river, right? When I look at a river, right? I told you about the time when I traveled from, uh, Southern California to Canada, and what a trip it was. I'm going to tell you this. So we would stop off at different places, and one of the places, I don't think it was Oregon yet, but I could be wrong. And we stopped off because we saw a river on the side of the road. Listen, man, this fucking shit must have been 10 feet deep. You could see the rocks at the bottom super clear, man. I've never seen water that clear. Beautiful, right? And um, even my parents were like, don't go in that water. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) They're telling me and my cousins because it was so clear. We're like, no, no, just look at it. Maybe touch it, whatever. But we wanted to go in there like a swimming pool. (laughs) No, man, don't don't ruin that uh, pure, awesome water. But even that water could, uh, if you drink it, just out of the river can mess you up. Right, Tim? Yeah, and it depends also where it is, too, because there's two things about clear water. Either it's really good mm-hmm. or it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Because the most toxic water, a lot of it is clear because nothing can actually live in it. You know what I mean? Like algaes and stuff. Like it's so, it's so, I can't remember the word I'm looking for right now, but it's, um, it's just uninhabitable. So you got to be careful, but the odds are if you're near a mountain and it's a clear running stream, it's runoff from the top of the mountain, you know, like the snow melting at the top and shit, right? So it's all basically using common sense and knowing where you are. And so thank you for listening, man. Um, I think it's your turn. What do you, what's your next gift, Christmas gift, wish list? <sighs> My ultimate Christmas prepper preparedness thing, I know we spoke about a year Mm-hmm. Tents and stuff like that. I want a motorhome. Motorhome. Damn. Yep. The fuck? And Donald Trump, bro? Donald Jesus Trump. Christ. <laughs> hey, here's the My fucking home. list. I'll put what I want on it. This is the, this is the best, most incredible motorhome you're ever going to see in your life. Okay? The most fantastic. <laughs> that was but my scenario, my best impression. case scenario is a motorhome and then you have that rack on the back with the uh sorry can you mm-hmm. actually before you go on i should have said obama giving you a motorhome so he could have gone uh ladies and gentlemen uh hello american people i want to give you a motorhome for christmas 
You know, that would have been better because that's a better impression that I do. Fucking hell. You know? Well, well basically, I'm thinking zombie apocalypse. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you're not going to be wanting to stay in your house no matter how prepared your house is. You want to mm-hmm. get in and out of the areas where there's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So for me, like a good, like, I don't know, 26-foot motorhome where there's enough room for a few people in it. You have the bumper hitch with that TW200 Yamaha on the back. Mm-hmm. You travel, you travel, you get in and out of the good areas, and in and out of the bad areas, you find your spot. You get to your spot, you have all your amenities, you got solar panels on the top of the fucking RV, you got a bunch of deep cycle batteries, a couple thousand watts of power. You finally find the place where you're going to homestead. You have that. You have the motorcycle for scouting missions. You Mm -hmm. have your yurt so that when you're sort of in a spot where you're going to be for a few months, you can, you know, set your yurt up. You have the the motorhome for the stoves and all that stuff. You have the solar for the electricity, the motorcycle for the camping. You have the machete to, like, clear the bushes to set the yurt up. Oh, you cut out. You cut out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. And just, just to let you know, fucking just like Medusa, right? Don't look directly at the chat, bro, because the shit they're saying, <laughs> you'll turn the fucking stone. But anyways, uh, yeah, so no, it makes sense, man. A mortal home can hold everything. Your yurt, it can hold your motorcycle. Hell, right? You can put it in your motor home. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing. You, you can get these um, things that go in the trailer hitch, and you ride the motorcycle right on top, a couple of ratchet straps, and it's gone with you wherever you are, right? So, But damn, if you have a motorhome, Tim, and let's say it's the end of the world, you're a fucking target. They're going to want that shit for sure. For sure. Travel, travel at night, and you stay out of the bad areas as much as possible. And Can you... Can you per, can you um like defend your mobile home like do stuff to it to like so that they can't you know easily infiltrate your mobile home like booby trapping and stuff? <laughs> well, for me, mm. if shit ever really got that bad, like Walking Dead bad, mm-hmm. uh oh man, I would have it fucking kitted right out with like you know mesh over the windows and fucking spikes sticking off the hubcaps. You know what I mean? Big fucking snowplow blade on the front, running fucking zombies over and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you choose motorhome, man. You're going big. I'm going small. Mine, mine, my next get. I don't know if it's gonna be the last one, but I keep seeing this pop up over and over and over and over on fucking prepper uh, for Christmas wish list. So on the first day of Christmas, my crew love gave to me some fucking fire starter rods. What the fuck is Barrel that, bro? Rods. <laughs> What's fire, rods. fire starter rods? What is that? Oh, to start a fire. I'm magnesium. a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, ferrocium rods, ferrous rods, magnesium rods. Basically, a rod. You take a the back of your knife blade and you hit it in, in a downward stroking motion. Yeah. And uh, shoot sparks off. Mm-hmm. Helps start a fire. But with that, you also need like something really small to catch. You know, like cotton ball and Vaseline, uh, some birch bark, stuff like that too for the fires. But 
yeah, no, those things are fun to play with. And listen, everybody, it's great to have uh, Firestarter rods and um, what, what is the other thing? Uh, Flint, right? Flint for your knife yeah, and everything yeah. like that. But what Tim said another episode in, in the Rings Troop, you don't want to uh, use too many calories doing things. He had a great thing when he said, hey, just get fucking lighters. You can go buy them everywhere right now. Just stock up on them. And you just fucking get a liar and fucking light a paper, uh, some brush, whatever, and there's the fire, bro. And how many how many lights do you get out of one liar, Tim? A fucking ton. <laughs> so that's one liner. If you had 300 lighters, imagine that shit. You're good to well, go. Out of one lighter, okay, I'm a cigarette smoker. It's a bad habit. It's gross habit. It's a disgusting habit. I should have quit a long time ago. Mm-hmm. If I have one big lighter, that lighter will last me, say, three cartons of smokes easily. Oh, no. and, and I'm just saying whatever. How long? <laughs> you cut out again. Smokes. About oh, three, three cartons cart of smokes for okay. one lighter, one good big lighter. Three cartons of smokes is the equivalent of 600 cigarettes. Mm -hmm. So do the math. If you can light... 600 cigarettes, you should be able to at least light 300 fires. Damn. You're yeah. saying off one lighter. Off of one big lighter. Off of one big lighter. Wow. That's great, man. So if you had 300 lighters, you're set for life. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's great. A... Think about it. You Let's say you had 300 lighters. You had it in a box, right? Shit hits the fan. You have 300 lighters. You better not tell anybody you have 300 fucking lighters because they're going to come for your fucking mobile home and your lighters. bro. <laughs> well, see, that's another thing, too. You got a couple hundred lighters kicking around and uh, yeah. you want to trade somebody for something. A lighter would be a hot commodity in like a post-apocalyptic type of world, right? No. Uh, Caps in the chat is asking, what about uh, matches? I don't think they're as good because what if they get wet, right? Matches? Well, you can get flame-proof matches and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Waterproof. But, yeah. I don't know. Maybe bring some of them, too. I do carry some matches in my bug-out bag as well as my lighter. Flame-proof matches, me, bro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's actual flame-proof matches. Oh. Or uh, Explain that. Matches. Waterproof oh, matches. <laughs> Not flame proof, dumbass me. Uh, waterproof matches. Okay, I was gonna say, uh, never mind. That it doesn't <laughs> ever, it never catches fire, motherfucker. Um, See, for me, what I would do yeah. was, if I was in a really shitty scenario and the wood was wet and I had wooden uh, stick matches and I knew they were dry, mm -hmm. I would actually use the matches as like a bit of a kindling, mm -hmm. and then you know have them all ready to go and then light those with my lighter. You get that big puff of fire and a little bit of wood back behind it because the wood match just uses it as a bit of like a smaller kindling. Okay. That's awesome, man. Well, <laughs> that's my number one. That's your number one. I think we had a great show, man. Uh, what do you think? Is oh, there absolutely. anything we're, we're missing? It's a 12 item, 12 days of rage miss. It's a good thing. There's some learning shit in there and some bullshit oh, in there. I, and, I uh, can do that. Let me see. On the 12 days of rage, my true love gave to me. 
a fire starter pod. I mean, Rod. Fuck. <laughs> and I'm looking well, at it, and it looked like pod. But that didn't make any sense. So I moved the screen. Just for a throwback, my list was, uh, your list was, uh, what the hell was, the... yeah, we got 12 yeah. good items here, so. No. <laughs> I got a chicken coop, I have a yurt, I have a machete, mm-hmm. a motorcycle, and an yeah. RV. Yeah. You have a Berkey filter, a flashlight, a thermal blanket, a radio, a life straw, and a ferro rod. Hell now, fucking if you took yeah. my list and me and you were hanging out in real life, between what I had and between what you had, we'd be yeah. an ass for the rest of our lives. Exactly. We're like two frogs on a fucking log just chilling out, right? You know what I'm saying? That didn't make any sense, but oh, well. Yep. One last thing. What's a compressed toilet paper tablet? What the hell is that? <laughs> oh, there's these little things that are about the size of a pill. And uh-huh. you put a couple drips of water on them. Yeah. Basically, yeah. if you take paper, no matter what, there is still moisture in paper. So basically what somebody did was they take paper, like toilet paper, and they roll it in this like little small thing and they dehydrate it. So oh. it like, goes into like the smallest little thing. A couple drops of water, all of a sudden it's like, you know, those little seahorses that you would put in the water when you were a kid and they like turn into seahorses, you know? Uh-huh. It it reconstitutes and all of a sudden you have a piece of toilet paper. <laughs> Fucking genius, man. And listen, everybody, this is why I'm the co-host. Tim is the host. I would have known... Wouldn't have known anything about compressed toilet paper tablets, but he fucking knew. Well, you can get the toilet paper ones. You can get the paper towel ones. You can get washcloth ones. Right? I'm going to give you a round of applause, bro. <laughs> I can't stump you. I can't stump you. I don't want to, but, you know, one day I'm going to try to stump you and see what you say. Jesus Christ. Oh, my Lord. Anyways, well, man. And uh, our show sponsor, This and That Candles on Facebook. Um, happy Rageness. Happy Rageness, everybody. And uh, hope you get oh, everything. Homeboy, oh. you got anything to promote? Uh, yeah, just listen to the Homeboy 88 podcast. I might be doing the show today. I don't know. Okay. But uh, yeah, listen to the Homeboy 88 podcast. Here on Podbean, but you, I'm everywhere, man. I'm even on our iHeartRadio now. That was a bitch to get into, but I'm on, I'm on that now. So, yeah, check me out there. We're making this all possible, and until uh, next time, everybody stay ahead of the curve. Peace out, everybody. You're listening to a Homeboy 88 production.